Welcome to this week's edition of Tuesdays with Torah with Rabbi Mayor Bodner. Every week we'll explore some Torah values that will help us grow, understand, and be more successful in our lives and relationships. We try to hone in on subjects and ideas that are not readily known or available and explore and enlighten them through our Torah scholars of past and present to get a better understanding of what the Torah wants from us and how we can greatly enhance our lives, goals, and relationships with others and Hashem. We welcome your comments and suggestions and we'll try to incorporate them in our show. Here's Rabbi Bodner. Hope you enjoy. Shalom Aleichem. Welcome everybody to Tuesdays with Taira. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to see everybody, new and old. Um, let's get right into uh, Shavuos. But before we talk about Shavuos and, and Kabbalah Satera, let's just remind everybody, it's, we still have about a half hour, 45 minutes to Shkia. There is, today's a special day. Does uh, anyone know what today is? It's Erev Kodesh, right? Erev Kodesh Sivan, which there's a special Tefillah of the Shlah. Now, some people think the Tefillah of the Shlah is only for a father to say for children. You could say it for yourself as well. And um, it's uh, it's a Tefillah for, but it's definitely it was definitely very very special Tefillah. And actually, the Shlah says it. He doesn't just say say it today, and your kids will be amazing. He says actually that you should really you're really supposed to fast and give and give tzedakah and then say the tefillah. But uh, it also works to say the tefillah. Now this tefillah works both for yourself. It works for future children. It works for and it works any day. But there's a special thing of erev Rishchayim to say this um, tefillah because it's the day we're coming on to the Rishchayim of Kabbal Satira. So there's a uh, fact that whenever you daven for Ruchnius, that davening is always answered. Because you're not davening for yourself, you're, you're davening you wanna, you, for Hashem's glory, right? So yeah, I'm, I don't want... Uh, I, and even if it, if it comes along with rich... You know, I need riches because I want to do Hashem, I want to I do your things. My kids... So if you read, I read the... Uh, I think I challenge anyone to read that without getting emotional, because that is a tefillah, is like it says, it says everything, your kids should have not only be able to learn Torah and spread Torah, and you should be able to learn Torah and, and, and do mitzvahs, is that it, it comes with it, you need, you need good parnasa, you need uh, covet, you need, uh, it, you need even the tefillah talks about good looks, you gotta look good, you know, but guys and girls, right, so... You know, it's it's uh, it's a chain and, and and beauty and whatever. So it's like, let me uh, you get everything. So it's a very nice feel. Rabbi Yechiel Michal Lefkowitz, who was a great great Rosh Shiva in Eretz Yisrael, he um, he had a very interesting thing. He said that the uh, he's seen in yeshiva. So he, Rabbi Yechiel Michal had actually grandchildren that were also to meet him. So it started out with let's say a person Avram, and and he had. And, and he had a son Yaakov, Yaakov a son Yosef. He had Talmidim for all for three generations. And he said, he did like his own little um, experiment or, or, or research. He says a lot of times he saw a group of boys that were really, really stark, really good in learning, really strong. Like the brothers, uh, a group of brothers. And there was this, as usual, as it goes, you know, there's one kid that is uh, weak, or is, or is uh, struggling in Yiddishkeit, whatever it is, right? There's that one kid. 
He says he did a research and he watched over the generations when he had a group of boys that that one the one that really made it big and special and became like a gadol or something special was that one weak boy. The weak one, not not the four or five brothers that were like top in every single class and you know and they were doing great and it came easy for them. What so what was it? So he says, I'll tell you, he says, because all the other boys, it really, really helped them, their parents, their davening, that the parents did for them. But this boy, he had the tears. The tears is what brought him and capitulated him above his brothers, that tefillah with tears from his parents, so it, it, it is what really made him special. So, so anyone who wants to hop around any time, you see it later, and tell any time you're going to see it after the Erev Rosh It's good. It's good all year. Take out that tefillah. Say it, say it daily. And uh, in Ritz Hashem, you should, uh, you should all have children, and, and ourselves should be, um, have all the brachas that it says in there. Okay. Amen. Amen. Okay, so Rabbi Moshe Feinstein said a beautiful thing. He says that the, uh, we're coming into Shavuos. Shavuos, every yontif corresponds to the others. And he says... That um, Pesach is Avraham Avinu because it says Vasu Ugois, and Ugois are the Matzas. It was Pesach, so he is a special connection Avraham Avinu to Pesach. Shvuas is Yitzchak. Why? You'll never get this, and maybe you will, but because of the Akeda and the Akeda, there was a Shafer, and they they used that Shafer of the Akeda, the Isle. At Har Sinai when they gave the Torah, and um, we'll come back to it. And Sukkot is Yaakov because it says, it says also Sukkot. Uh, Yaakov made Sukkot. Actually, those Sukkot were when uh, he was traveling, but the reference is that he has a connection to Sukkot. So what's the connection to? Um, now we know that Yitzchak was a Lai Torah. He was he sat and learned. He was he was hundred percent. He was MS. It was uh, Mitai. He didn't cut corners. He was a, he was Yira, he Davin, he had he had Yira. So so when the Shafer connotates though something similar, the Shafer connotates it wasn't a trua, it wasn't a shvarm, it was a tekiah. And tekiah is one curl. And the Shafer connotates that we all had one sound. Because we work We all had the same voice and we all were Bekarl Echad. And how did that happen? Because, same way as the Akedah. Why did Yitzchak go and stretch out his neck, kill me? Because he was only caring about HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He was only caring about Hashem. So if, if you're... Whole, he says, sure, Hashem, I, I only care about you. If, if you need me to die and to go to the next world, here, I'm, I'm ready for it. Right? That's a special madrega. But that's the madrega of why they needed... To, why they were... So I do it this way, someone does it that way, it's all for Hashem. We've been trying all these years to get there. How can we get there? Rabbi said, we've been trying. We're, we're all judgmental. And I'm saying myself as well, right? We're all, we're all so... But the idea of Matan Torah, of Kabbalah Torah, has to happen. The Rambam says that. The Rambam says that, that you need to have that before you could, be, uh, you could have Kabbalah Torah. So how do we get there? It's, it's, it's very, very difficult. But it's, it's, a, it's a mindset. You know, we see other people. We know our, our way of life. And, and it goes both ways, you know. Everybody thinks, okay, everyone thinks anyone to the, the right of them is, is, is a frummy. Anyone to the left of them 
is, is, is not Jewish, right? And they're normal. No, I'm serious. If you go to any, any sect, right, anywhere, they, they're going to think that to the right of them is, is you know, just, just uh, a, a total, uh, you know, fanatic. The left of them is, is just, uh, they're not religious. There's you know? in between. Right, and, and this is the normal way. Right? And, and by the way, it's normal there. to think that way because we grew up, and that's what our kids said, this is our way. Right? And, and other people say, you know, we're modern, you know. But, but, but by judging them and by, by changing that, that's something that we can help. We can, we can change. We can, we can side bring with Shiach and we can, we can change our own selves to make better people. And we can be, that's what we're waiting for. We're, Shiach is not coming until we, we do better in this. So, so this is something that we all have to work on. It's, it's not easy. But um, I think, I think, I really think, and t- uh, tell me if I'm wrong, I really think we're getting much better at it. Yes or no? Mm-hmm. I, I think Klai Yisrael as a whole, we're living more, you know, chashidish, litvish together, and, and, and friends, and, you know, and, you know, non-religious are more accepted a, a little bit. And, and I think, hopefully, that we're really, we're really moving on. We're getting there. As a matter of fact, that somebody told me that post-corona, maybe corona helped, you know, this... He says he made a chas in a post-corona, and he said it was so much easier because one of the crazy things, and I, I wish I, I could do it by, by my chas, and I have to discuss it with my wife. I, I did. She didn't, she didn't answer me. The boss didn't answer me. But um, I, I, the, what he did, what was the difference? He says one of the hardest things of chasana was this place cards. I don't know if you ever were involved with that, but uh, helping your parents or something, uh, making the place cards is, is an all-nighter affair because... You're up the night before. It's like, wait, wait, this one is here. They know each other from the shul. They know each other from the bungalow colony. They know each other. Wait, we were fret. This is yeshiva. Wait, this guy's random. Where am I putting him? No, I'm going to put him over here. Then that, you know, it's, it's crazy, right? So this, this guy told me that his last chasana, which was around like a month ago, he said, I, I spoke to people and nobody cared. He says there was no place cards. It was just... Sit wherever you want. I mean, there were friends of the chassan. There was a table for friends of the chassan, and there were friends of, of the uh, of the father, mother. But there was like five tables of, of each. You know, like you know, friends, friends and family put together. Friends and family of the chassan, table six. There were about eight table sixes. So anybody could sit. And he said everybody loved it. There was no complaints. They all had, were happy to sit next to anybody because, like, it was post corona. We were all coming out. And 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 it was it was great. It worked out phenomenal. So we're and getting there. Who doesn't have the place card? And, uh, what? And that exactly, if they don't, the guy doesn't have a place card. Wait, I sent it in. I sent it in with a check. <laughs> Where is my place card? Um, so so I think we're getting much better. And Mitzvah we should continue that path and uh, get better and better. But uh, that's that's one of the um, one of, one of the, one of the real pushes for 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 Shruis. Okay. Why is there no date for Shavuos? If you look at the Torah, the Torah says that when is Shavuos? I'll tell you when Shavuos is. After Macha, right? What does it say? Svat Hashem and Macha Shabbos. Is it Shabbos, by the way? No, it's not Shabbos. It says Shabbos. It's not Sunday. It's 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 uh, it's Pesach. They call Shabbos a Yantif, and that you need a Gemara for, and that's why the Stukim said Shabbos is really Shabbos. But they said Macha Shabbos Chamishim Yoyim. We count fifty days. So you want to know when, um, when uh, you know, Memorial Day is? Well, actually, Memorial Day also doesn't have a date. I think it's the last one. So it's not a good... <laughs> but, well, this year. But every year is different. It happens to be. So. 
yeah. right? Because um, he's planning his his office, his vacation. <laughs> I, I I know too. Okay. Um, anyway, so so imagine that. Yont, if you want to know when when Yom Kippur is, count uh, go, go to uh, Sukkot and count sixty two days. You know, like tell me. No, that doesn't say that. The Torah says the tenth day of uh, right of of uh, uh, you know of the month. So we. We know, right? right? So we we know when that is. So why in every yantav it says? Why doesn't it say what day it is? You ever thought of that? So star kasher. So the answer is, is because there is no day of 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 learning. We didn't want the Torah didn't want us to have. Oh, that's my Torah day. <laughs> I got to sit down and learn that day because that's my that's Torah day. So what do you do Torah day? You learn, right? But then that's my day of Torah, and I'm yotze for the rest of the year. I just like, you know, so this is my esrig, I take my esrig, you know. Where's the esrig? It's in the garbage, or it's on top of the Arnkaidish, uh, or whatever. You know, that's so, because the Torah didn't want to have that, that Torah day, every single day is Torah day, we're, we're imbued with Torah, that's our whole essence, is every day has to learn. If we don't learn a day, then we, we feel sick. We, it, it's, it feels, okay, I'm sure, right? Doesn't it feel terrible when you... You you're busy and you and you don't learn and you you did a whole day and you go to sleep and you feel like you feel empty and disgusting and you feel like you didn't take a shower in, in a month, right? We we had the same thing with with Mother's Day, right? Recently, this Sunday, I think it was. Yeah. Anybody called up their mother? Yeah. Okay, uh, but it's anti. It's anti. Yeah, it's anti anti the tire because. There's nothing wrong every day. It should be Mother's Day. But the truth is, is That's that, why I didn't call it. Is that <laughs> people ask me, should I, do I celebrate Mother's Day? And I tell them, absolutely, yes, you should. Because you know what? At least one day, definitely should. You should get her flowers, get her chocolate, take her out to eat, buy her. Of course you should. Of course you should do it. But the idea that that's the day, it's that day. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I, I was in um, Wolf's, I was in a grocery, and, the, and, and, I, and I, I see it was Sunday, it was like towards the end of the day. And and a guy runs in. He grabs the last bunch of flowers. They bought flowers. It was from grocery. They bought flowers for Shabbos. It was Sunday, and they didn't realize that they're going to sell out. They should have like raised the price. But like, guy, I'm coming in and, and buying. You know that last. Oh, good. I got that flowers, and I looked at the flowers. And I told the guy, "Your mama's going to love that." He says, "I hope so. I hope so." <laughs> So, um, you know, I was making fun of her, like, like, come on, like, last second of it, you grab that, and she never waited for it, his mama waited for his whole year, a whole year she waited, in other words, you, didn't get a, you don't get a thank you, our Torah tells us, no, every second, every second that you get, you thank your mother, you just, there's Akaris Atoyim, the whole Torah is based off Akaris Atoyim, of course, if you, the covered, the, the, the honor, it says year before honor of a mother because a mother usually don't fear. So no, I'm going to put the year before so you should fear your mother. This is our whole essence of every single day. And if we're not doing that, we're doing something wrong. We're not keeping the Torah. So, so what mother's day? There is no day. The same thing Shavuos, right? Just like we, we, have, to, we have to have it that is imbued in us that, that we're, we're not alive. And, and there's no excuses every day not for learning because there's Torah anytime. There's, there's, there's so many, you're coming home from a chasana late, you put it on your car. You don't need that pumping music. You're not going to fall asleep. Don't worry. You are, you're able to listen a little bit. And even a little clip or something, there's no such thing as a day to go by nowadays. There's so many resources that with a little Torah. And that's, uh, and that's, that's something that's very important. And we have, so coming into Shruz, we have to make that commitment. That's what Shruz is. Shruz is like a swear. 
It's the same thing. We're making a commitment to Torah. We're marrying. When you marry somebody, you're going to tell her, I'm going to love you sometimes? Yeah, some days, you know? And if you really think that, just don't say it, okay? <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's, that's a commitment. That's what we're having. We're having a wedding. The commitment is to Torah. Is that, yeah, we're going to be one. We're going to be part. We're going to be, we're going to be connected. There's not going to, I'm not going to leave you one day. I'm going to try to learn in my Seder. But if I have a crazy day and I have a chasana and two, two simchas or, or if I have a meeting that's, you know, very important, then I'm coming back. Yeah, I'm going to something. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something. So that's, that's something that's, uh, that's uh, why it doesn't say a day. And the same thing, by the way, it doesn't say a muck of the urn. It says that um, there's no place. We don't, the the urn the doesn't, because it says enam in amida. There's no measurements in the mishkan. Because they have no place. The Torah didn't want them to have... Oh no, here's a place. We learn in shul. I go home, that's it. I'm, I'm good. No, there's no place for Torah and there's no... And, and they have to mix with our business life, the Torah. It has to mix with our, our friendship life. We go out with our friends and we have a great, great time together. In a restaurant, you get together. You could say... A, 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 it's make it so much more meaningful and beautiful. You say, hey, I had a thought. I had a question. Something, I had a thought, a question, a, an idea, I had an observation about something in Yiddishkeit. And you do that, right? Akiva, you do that, I'm sure, all the time. And, because if you're a real person, and you're real, you know, you want, that's a, that's a connection, and that makes that whole, that whole relationship, that whole time that we have, so, so much better and so much tired. That's, that's the idea of it. And... Um, the, the Ramayach says uh, amazing Vilnagon. Listen to this. He says, if you could describe the Torah, the essence of the Torah in one word, what would you call that? What would that one word be if you could describe the essence of it? This is a very important point. What? I never heard this. MS? That's true. What? Life. Eternal. Eternal. Commitment. Okay, that's what we were saying. He says no. He says Amuna. He says the essence of the Torah is Amuna. And he brings, he says these words. He says, "Iker nesinas atayir liYisrael hu bekdei she yisimu b'tacham b'Hashem she yishmu yisimu." I'm not sure if it's a shin or a sin. B'tachin in Hashem, they should put their faith in Hashem. Torah? What a Torah! Torah is a bunch of rules. Torah is a bunch of leisa uh, says, "Don't do this, don't do that." Right? What? What's Torah, David? Right? Torah is uh, like restrictions, right? Um, but Torah is actually, Torah is to show us that everything is coming from Hashem. This is what he says. He says that Torah is that, the, and we see this from the first two commandments. What are the first two commandments? Anoichi Hashem. Before you do anything, before you learn any Torah, I'm Hashem. There's something going on. Your other God is not the money. No, and the other God is not the car, or the house, or the girl, or the boy whatever you are, right? No, that's not the other gods that you're chasing after. It's Hashem. So that's the idea, and, that's, and realizing that everything does come from Hashem. He says that if, if you... Um, and the Rambam says very strongly, if you don't believe... A, one, he doesn't have a, a portion in Torah unless he believes that everything happens to us and there's no nature. He says that's coming into... He says, that's the Vilna Gaon says that we have to realize that that's what Hashem wants us to do. Is to say, no, it's not about us, not about things happening. There's Hashem in the, in the world. And that's why the Chedusha Arim says that if you own a field, you have to do Eile Regal. You have to do Eile Regal because you need that reminder 
that it's not your toil. There's Allah, it's very interesting, I didn't know this, that Euler Regel, Shlomo, you probably knew this, but an Euler Regel, if you work, if you're not, don't own a, if you're not a landowner, you don't, need, you don't need to go. You're not mechuyiv to go. It's nice to go up to the Euler Regel, but you're not mechuyiv to go. Why? Because you're not, what happens is when you own a field, right, and you put out and you do the stuff, you get to feel like, hey, I, I killed it this year, wow. I, did, I put the right fertilizer, I timed the planting. I'm a pretty good farmer, look, look what I did. So you get, need a reminder, you need that three times a year to go down to the base of Migdash to, to, to realize, to connect, everything's coming from Hashem, we dive and we see. If, if you just have a regular salary, then, okay, you know, you're always, fucker, you're always asking Hashem, I, I, I can't lose my job, I want to, you're constantly asking, it's not, what, it's not as the same thing as doing something and seeing it grow. Maybe nowadays it's a little bit differently because our salaries are really our, our commensurate with, with, our, with our performance. It's not like we're just... Uh, so it's, it's very similar. But that's what he says. He says that, um, that that's what is important and that's what the Torah is to remind us that everything's coming by Hashem. So the joy. Why is there such happiness? Do you know that there's Allah on Shavuos that you have to have Right, we have cheesecakes, and we have, I guess, and even meats. We're not only just supposed to have cheesecakes. The cheesecake meal, really, minadin, is supposed to be two, two, two chal. Very good. Lechem Mishnah, excellent chaim. Right, lechem to remind us So that meal should be, by the way, I don't know, I didn't meet anyone that does this, but made my father. Yeah, my father. Yeah, but yes, yeah, milk is inflation. One meal. Right, but you're supposed to have meat and a meal and a meal. Yeah, so you have first your kiddush, you wash, you bench, <coughs> you take the stuff away, and then bring uh, bring the. Imagine the weight loss then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Imagine those. Uh, yeah. Okay, or so you don't bench. It could be. Uh, it could be. Uh, and, and by the way, is there anything wrong with having extra meals? There's, there's no. There's nothing wrong. With it. Right. Okay. So you're supposed to take away the tablecloth. You're supposed to. It's not to. You're not supposed to have meat and milk. Even if it's you know done, that it's better to bench and then have separate. I'm not sure. Okay, but definitely you're supposed to take away the tablecloth. We have to look it up again. Yes. So why are we supposed to have that? What's so important? It's because everybody agrees. The Gemara says that. Everybody agrees that on Shavuos, you're always supposed to have... Oh, it's a good thing in here. Yes. Shavuos, we're supposed to have... Um, of of Chatzilachem. We're supposed to have the Lachem. Everybody agrees. Why? What's so special? Because it's a special joy that we have. Because um, the whole world, the Medrash says, the Arachayim HaKadosh says, the whole world waited until that day Shavuos. It was 2,000 years till we had the Torah. The world was created only because of the Torah. The world was shaking, and, and can you imagine, the world was shaking, waiting for the day that Hashem would ask the Jews, do you want to marry me? And they're going to have to say yes or no. Now usually if you ask that question, it's very nerve-wracking, especially if you don't know the answer before. Most of us, we, we know the answer before, right? But, um, and guys who are not married, Try to find the answer before, okay? Because you don't want you don't want the surprises. It's not it's not a good feeling. Um, so you, you just waste to, to do it, right? Yeah, call me. I'll I'll, I'll ask you. Uh, but anyway, um, 
the idea is is that is that the whole world was waiting for us to say yes, right? We want to we want to marry, right? And what happened was they knew that if we would say no, the world would be destroyed because the whole world was tall, was 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 hinging on the fact that we would accept the Torah. So the fact that we did say yes it was a tremendous joy. So we we said yes, Baruch Hashem, and the whole world just broke up, there's malachim for, for hills, there's malachim for trees, there's malachim for every, the animals, everything was just like, just like jumping for joy, it was, can you imagine a jubilee of the whole world, that's what happened to us, when we said, when we said yes we'll do it, we got married, so um, we have to do it, so that's part of it, is that we have to show, we're gonna, we, yeah, we, how do we party, we party, yeah, we could go to the base measure and sit and learn all night, but we gotta have our food, we're, we're humans, Right, we enjoy good food, so we got to have our cheesecakes and our meats and our roasts and our our, our good stuff, our wine, turkey. right? Turkey, turkey, right. turkey. Okay, the jerky. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Correct. Okay, uh, of course. Okay, and the number is none. Um, so, so, um, and Rav Shimshim Pinkus says, I love the way he says. This. I heard this years ago, but I'll never forget this. He says, imagine. He uses this analogy. Imagine if a kala goes to, uh, she has to buy a dress for, uh, for her wedding. And Baruch Hashem, I have a kala, and it's, it's, it's crazy. Let me tell you, it's out of control. But Baruch Hashem for it. So imagine a kala going to buy a dress. And this is, he goes, and she goes to, she says, yeah, I need a dress. And like the day before, you know, and the chassin is, oh, you got your wedding dress? Oh, no, not yet. No, I'll get it. When? It's, it's the day before. The wedding's tomorrow. She, yeah, yeah, have, have the afternoon before I get to the, to the hall. You know, and she goes. Uh, as she goes on the way to the wedding, she stops off at Target, and she buys a nine dollar dress, right? And she says, "I got a dress. It's covered. It's good. What's wrong with it? Why spend the money, right? How would the chassan feel?" <laughs> exactly, he'll feel like nine dollars, right? Right? If she doesn't care enough, right? So he says, "That's that's a, that's what we're doing. We're not just eating because we want to. We care so. We want to make this beautiful. We want to make this special." <laughs> okay, right, better than a lot of other collars that you see. I mean, uh, brides, not collars. A lot of. Uh, okay, so um, the story is an amazing story of, and and, and it's it's the, the the present that we got bequeath is also the main reason is that we're showing how happy we were for this, this beautiful present of Torah, and how rich we were, and how, how we feel, and how, how lucky we are every day to say, Baruch Hashem, I have this connection, I have this connection with God, I have this connection with the Torah, and if we have to feel how rich we were. So the story goes that Rav Kreisworth, uh, Rav Chaim Kreisworth, he um, was a brilliant, I don't know if anybody ever heard him speak, he was a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant um, he was photographic memory and he always was very very smart um, and he used to, I've heard him say he just rattles off Gemaris and Medrashim and Tysis and this, one of those uh, people that you know, and as a kid you know you get all jealous, you don't like them and like. but anyway what happened was he went through the war and he was in the concentration camps and a man comes over to him and knew that he says I know you're very smart, I also know that you're a very special Pantera I feel that you're going to make it <coughs> Um, so, I I want you to know I'm an I'm an older man. Can you please find? I'm not going to make it. They're calling me for tomorrow. They're calling me for um, 
you know, the, uh, the, the shower duty, and I know exactly what that means. And I want you, after the war, to find my children and tell them, this is my account number. I have a Swiss bank account. I, have a, I put away a lot of money there. I want you to give them an account number. And he rattles off the 12-digit number. He says, you got it? Just, and tells it to him again. And Yochayim says, I got it the first time. <laughs> Thank you. You don't have to repeat yourself. You know? uh, and, um, and, then, then, and then that's what happened. He died. And after the war, he looked for his child and he couldn't find his child. And he, and he looked. And everywhere he went, he looked for this, uh, this, this guy. And he knew, he knew his child. He couldn't find him. It went 20 years past. He was sitting in Williamsburg, okay, this Williamsburg in, in America, came in, whatever, and a pauper came over to him to collect money. He was, um, you know, older man, rattled, rattled in ratty clothing, and he uh, asked him his name, and he told him his name. He says, was your father Hershmeyers? And he says, yeah, that was my father. He, was, he goes, and you're... David or Tzvi or no he says yeah I'm, 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 I'm David yeah I'm the second son he goes wow you have any of your siblings left? he wanted to make sure he's, if any, no he says I'm the only one left he says stop collecting because here's the account number and of course he had to write it down for him um, here's the account number you have a bank your father told me to tell you I looked 20 years to find you you have a bank account in Switzerland and this is your money this is a true story he went to, um, so he didn't have the money. He was a pauper. He was a beggar. He didn't have the money to go to, you know, to, to Switzerland. He had the, you know, plane ticket, and he had wanted to get decent clothing to walk into the bank. They're gonna throw him out. So he lent him the money, to, uh, to he knew he'd get it back. To, <laughs> to uh, he should have done interest, chasushal, you know, interest, but uh, maybe a donation to yeshiva. But anyway, he um, he lent him the money, and he went to um, Switzerland. And how much, do you think he, how much do you think he had in that bank account? It was 30, how do you know? 30 million was what I saw the story. 30 million dollars <coughs> in, in Swiss dollars. He took that 30 million dollars, he came back, gave it back to him, he changed person. But, you know, the Musa Haskell that he got from, that Rev Kreiser was saying over is, is that for 20 years, Nebuch, this man was walking around crying. He was a, a tremendously wealthy man. He was a very, very rich man, but he thought he was a pauper. For 20 years, he said he was a poor, he was acting like a poor man, yet he was so rich. He says, imagine if somebody would tell him, listen, Hezekiah, young man, I'm telling you right now that whatever it is, Hashem doesn't want you to have the money. In 20 years, you're going to be a multi-millionaire, right? Wouldn't the guy have felt much, even if he doesn't spend the penny, he still has to collect money. He would have been a different person. I, I got I to you know, wait for my, my... He would have been a different person. He says, that's what we are. We have riches. We have tremendous amount of wealth. We don't appreciate it. We don't appreciate the wealth that we have. We think, we don't realize it. The more we learn, the more we see, the more we come closer to Hashem, the more we realize our riches that we have. So let's not be like that poor person that didn't know, even if he didn't get it yet. We should know that if we don't feel it now, we'll feel it. We'll feel it later. We'll, we'll see it. We'll see the, uh, the, the spiritual riches, and we should see the physical riches. We should have all the brachas that it comes with it. Amen. We should have all the brachas that comes with the shlaz, tefillah. In Mitzvah Hashem, we should have an amazing shuas. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll see you in Mitzvah Hashem.
next week. Thank you all for coming.